Today is Tuesday, October 31st, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. House Republicans have released a plan that provides $14 billion to the country of Israel by cutting the budget of the Internal Revenue Service. This move comes after the promise was made by the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson, that a standalone bill for Israel would be considered in the House, but not a bill where other funding issues are attached. For example, more money being sent to Ukraine. President Joe Biden was seeking a full package of $106 billion of taxpayer money to be sent primarily to Ukraine, then to Israel, and then to address border security. But Johnson says he wants to handle the funding issue separately. The House Rules Committee will consider this bill on Wednesday. There's a win in Texas as a federal judge has issued a temporary restraining order on the Biden administration to stop agents that are on the ground in that state from cutting razor wire that allows more illegal aliens to pass through. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is the one who filed the lawsuit on behalf of Texas officials in the Del Rio area of the state who say that federal border authorities were interfering with the miles of wire that has been laid down along the Rio Grande River near Eagle Pass. U.S. Western District of Texas Judge Aliyah Moses ordered the federal government to stop cutting the razor wire pending a November 7th hearing. A strike is over by the United Auto Workers after an agreement is reached with the big three, General Motors, Ford and Stellantis. The deal was announced on Monday and the details so far indicate that union workers will see base wages increase by 25 percent through April of 2028. Also, the elimination of wage tiers. Auto workers at an EV battery manufacturing plant in Ohio will also see an 11 percent wage hike. The CEO of Google was in court on Monday as part of a massive antitrust lawsuit brought against the company by the U.S. Department of Justice. Sundar Pichai took the stand to defend the company's default position as the number one Google search engine. Google is accused of violating business practices in order to establish and maintain online dominance and to curtail or undercut any competitive startup. During questioning, Pichai admitted that Google is actively paying for ways to be the default search engine. One example that was used used by the DOJ prosecutors was how Google pressured cell phone manufacturers to make the Google Android operating system the default for the devices and paid billions of dollars for that to happen. Lawyers for Google argued back that a default can be changed by the phone user. A D.C. judge presiding over a trial by special counsel Jack Smith against Donald Trump has now reissued a gag order against Trump. Judge Tanya Chutkin did so on Sunday night, prompting Donald Trump to call Chutkin a very biased Trump-hating judge who should have recused herself at the start of the trial due to her blatant and open loathing of him. Trump says this is illegal and unconstitutional and will be appealed. The American Civil Liberties Union has actually filed an amicus brief in support of Trump in this trial, saying that the gag order is too broad and will entail issues that are relevant to the 2024 presidential campaign. Chutkin wrote that Trump appealing to his broad First Amendment rights was ignoring the judge's obligation to protect the integrity of the proceedings. Another case involving Trump is going on this week in Colorado. The Secretary of State there, Jenna Griswold, is seeking to disqualify Trump from having his name put on any ballot within that state for the 2024 presidential election. Griswold is seeking to classify Trump as an insurrectionist, which is the term that was used and written about in the 14th Amendment section that covers who is qualified and who is not to run for president. Of course, Griswold is using the January 6th events on Capitol Hill as the reason for disqualifying Trump from running again. 
Over in Florida, the Florida Republican Assembly is now calling on their governor, Ron DeSantis, to drop out of the Republican presidential primary and focus on his leadership role in that state. The organization accused DeSantis of using his position as governor to campaign for the office of president, which has taken him away from his official duties at the expense of the Florida taxpayer. The group also cited the lack of enthusiasm nationwide for DeSantis as another reason to call it quits. Well, the number is only at 7% of adults and 2% of children who are taking the latest edition of the COVID-19 vaccine. The CDC has released recommendations for those booster shots starting this past September, but those pleas are falling on deaf ears, apparently, after the CDC released the results of a survey of 14,000 Americans that was conducted from October 8th through the 14th. The survey revealed how low the percentage was of adults getting the booster. In fact, 37% of adults surveyed said point blank they will not be getting a booster vaccine. When it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine, here is an ongoing discussion among scientists who have made bombshell discoveries of even more contaminants within the plasmid liquid of the vaccine, never mind the mRNA, which causes your body to make the spike protein, which is problematic in and of itself. Kevin McKiernan made the discovery here in the U.S. through testing, and Byron Bridal did the same thing in Canada. Both men spoke on the Steve Kirsch podcast. When I've talked to Kevin and and Byram about this, they say that this is very serious. You cannot write this off and that these so-called experts that they're saying there's nothing to see here. It's all based on speculation. And this could be extremely, extremely serious. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah, you're 100 percent correct, Steve. What we do know, this is very, 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 very important. Health Canada, right? The equivalent of the FDA, but in my country, Canada, Health Canada has confirmed uh, and they seem to respond once Kevin reported his findings, they went and looked and they have confirmed the presence of uh, the SV40 promoter in the plasmid, bacterial plasmid DNA that Pfizer used to manufacture their shots. Canada has, Health Canada has also confirmed that it is a bioactive genetic sequence, right, which means that it can do things in the body and they can't definitively say or rule out the potential for harm but they have admitted that it's bioactive if it should be contaminating the vials. Now we have data due to work that Kevin did with uh, Dr. David Speaker, a virologist in Canada, showing that all of the lots, all the vials they looked at for Pfizer in Canada were also contaminated with this bacterial plasmid DNA. So indeed it is there, it is being injected into people. And Health Canada has also confirmed that that was not disclosed to them by Pfizer. And finally, they've confirmed that that is against their rules. It breaks their rules. These Nashville story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. An article from the Epic Times says that a reporter with CBS News, Catherine Herridge, is facing contempt charges by a judge for not revealing a confidential source. U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper demanded that Herridge give up the source's name in connection to an FBI investigation of a Chinese-American scientist. Herridge has refused, and the judge now says there are only two outcomes possible, that contempt charges proceed or that the sources that provided information to Herridge come forth and rescind their confidentiality requirement with her in order to divert the consequences from Herridge. 
What is happening to CBS reporter Catherine Herridge is occurring right around the one-year mark of similar charges against True the Vote founder Catherine Engelbrecht, as well as Greg Phillips. Greg, in particular, refused to divulge his source when it comes to the whole case in the Connick server in China case out of Michigan. The two recently spoke about that occasion on their Monday night podcast when a judge in Texas demanded that they give up their confidential source. So Monday morning, they, they, they took one more shot at talking us out of it, right? And we were calling. There was the, the particular individual that we were not telling them who it was or that I was not telling them who it was, let's say, um, was someone that was, we know a lot of people that know that person. And we know that person really, really well. And and as we, as it all kind of came together and we decided, well, we're not going to say who it is. I mean, we were walking out of the room on the phone to all of our friends that knew this person saying, dude, we're about to go to jail. You need to call him and tell him he needs to come clean on this thing. We were trying to talk him into coming. And uh, I think the only, the only, there was one particular person I did talk to about it. And they were like, well, are, are you going to name him? I said, no. That was the last we ever heard from any of them. We've never heard from not one of them ever again. Um, so, so much for friends. Um, so we go to jail on Halloween. Halloween oranges. Halloween and medium security federal prison. That's it. So that was a year ago. Yeah. And we've had actually a number of different lawsuit adventures since then. Uh, but this is certainly far and away the, the biggest. And, and, and I think in many ways the, the most important for the movement. Catherine and Greg also gave a limited update on how the lawsuit over in Georgia is going when it comes to True the Vote. Both Greg and Catherine were joined by investigative reporter Heather Mullins as they spoke about the greater principle that is at stake when it comes to this lawsuit about voter rolls. The battle that we are engaged in right now is a must win for free speech and right to petition the, all, the only alternative, and I don't want to say too much about what happened in court today, so I, I will refrain, I will. but I will say that that to hear people say, because they don't understand the process and they're confused, and of course this has all been spun up as some, you know, horrible, you know, terrible deed that we did with these challenges, which of course none of that was, I mean, this was a very, it should have been a very, very simple process, and so all of this is in the in the court in the in the case has all been jumbled and twisted and contorted to to cause confusion so that mm-hmm. um, they can play that to their strength. But their takeaway to a person, uh, their experts and whatnot, it is like, well, can't the government just do this? Like, why why should any group or citizen want need to get involved? I mean, if citizens get involved, that's that's you know <laughs> fill in the blank. That's intimidation. That's scary. That's Can't the government just handle this? Well, the answer is no. no. That's why we have to do anything at all. It would be great if elections were trustworthy and there was no need for citizen engagement. I will say we need to to re-educate people that that this country, right, our form of government is we the people. It's in our founding documents. So when people say the government is supposed to do stuff, guess who the government works for? Us. And we have a civic duty 
That's right. To get involved in these processes. That's it's right. not just like, oh, let's let the government handle it. No, they work for us and we're their that's boss. Exactly we're their right. oversight. And that's right. And, and it's, that's it's, the kind of government, the form of uh, that, it's like a, a, it's a it's a representative republic. It's, it's how it's civic a, duty. It's, it's a civic duty. And for so long elections, we've all this was some of the same testimony we heard today. People saying, well, you know, I want to go and I vote and I get my sticker and. I mean, for years I've been saying it's just I, that may feel like it's enough. <laughs> it's not enough. There's a whole process that you've got to familiarize yourself with. And that's not it's not an easy thing, but it's a necessary thing. And so we're really seeing, um, as Heather rightly says, how things play out when people just simply they've lost touch with the process and they are making presumptions that things happen when they just don't. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.